0: Welcome, everyone, to Tamriel Conventures, a show that brings you information from all across the far ages of Tamrail. I am your host, Eric, a.k.a. Silior, And today, we are going to be talking a bit about the time period that uh, takes place during the uh, events of Elder Scrolls Online, and that is called the Intrigum. So it is the period between, or in the second era of Tamriel, between the fall of the Second Empire and the rise of Tiber Septim and uh, his uh, declaration of the Third Era so before we get to that we do have a little bit of news uh, right off the bat I'm going to thank you guys um, we recently reached 10,000 listens and I can't tell you how much that this means to me. So, I mentioned this on the show a few times, but this show started out as a joke that I made on Nintendo. Um, kind of talked a little bit about this on Tapes from the Waste also, but um, this show was, like I said, it was really... It was was born out of a joke that I made on Nintendo. Um, my co-host at the time, Durka, had recently started a show on the uh, sh- the game Atlas, which is essentially essentially uh, arc with a pirate skin on it. And he was just going on and on and on about his Atlas uh, show that he called Rum Runners. So I made some sort of joke uh, comment saying that I started a show on Elder Scrolls called um, Flynn Runners or Sujama Runners. I can't remember exactly what uh, alcohol from Marlin that I used. But uh, to see where it's come today and to see now that I also have a third podcast now on um, On Fallout lore, and I made so many, uh, met so many interesting people, and made some pretty cool friends doing these shows. Um, Whether it's Mr. KDB or you know my friends at the Fallout Feed, or Lotus of Doom, or you know the the good people at Legends Rise, Um, and just some of the other people who don't even have podcasts like Sullivan and um, Lee Benjamin um it it means a lot to see how much this show has grown so um yeah let, let's uh let's take a minute and get into the news here so midyear mayhem is going on right now i guess it's not called midyear mayhem anymore it's called the uh penal they the white streak mayhem yes the the white streak mayhem is what they're going with now but it works the same way um just go through Cyrodiil, the Imperial City Battlegrounds um, pretty much any PvP uh, focused area and you'll earn rewards so I'm not much of a PvP guy I'm much more of a PvE person but I did do some Battlegrounds and my teams sucked to ass uh, go figure um But I have won some in the past, so I'm just going to keep at it a little bit. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a PvP person. But um, if you check Lotus of Doom's Twitter, he did post some things that you could do if you're not a PvP-focused person. Uh, PvP-focused, yeah, there we go. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, you go into the Crown Store, there's a free quest uh, that'll get you started and uh, find you find an NPC named uh, Precedent Mera uh, Prec- Predicant. I'm sorry, Predicant. whatever um, just, yeah, then they'll give you some scrolls that'll help you out uh, get with the XP, things like that um, give you buffs in the Alliance War, Imperial City and Battlegrounds and this goes through uh, Till August 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So, yeah, just uh, if you're interested, check it out. So, uh, it's nice when they've got events going on. They've got some guides also on the um, Elder Scrolls Online website if you're interested in that. Um, other than that, not a whole lot going on. They've got some... They've got a character breakdown, uh, bio-breakdown, for Druid Ravel, I think is how you pronounce that. I'd have to hear it mentioned in the game again. It's been a bit. And then there is a um, a uh, in-depth preview on the Lost Depths DLC. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. This is a, another uh, dungeon-focused. DLC. So yeah, other than that, uh, not a whole lot going. Lot going on. Uh, the biggest thing is the White Strike Mayhem. Uh, but I'll post these articles in the show notes if you're interested in checking out, or just visit um, Elder Scrolls Online.com. And um, yeah, let's let's get into what I've been playing lately. Definitely been playing ESO. Um, Honestly, though, not doing a whole lot in there. I'm still just kind of slowly chipping away at the story, not taking it too quickly. Um, Yeah, just uh, working on a few quests here and there, getting my uh, new character kind of up and running. My European character is about um, combat rating 500, so that's kind of exciting. And, uh, yeah, going around, uh, there are times I do need to go around and resource gather for, uh, crafting writs, but hey, what can you do? Um, other than that, playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption 2, not a whole lot going on in there, though, uh, because my time to dedicate to that game is a little limited because it is the kind of uh, game where you need to set aside time to play. Um... I took part in the Multi-Versus closed beta. Um, for those of you who don't know, Multiverses is the uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Super Smash Brothers style game that, uh, now is in, uh, open beta. So, yeah, they take characters like Batman, Superman, um, Arya Stark, um, Looney Tunes characters, Scooby-Doo characters... They um, got the Iron Giant uh, characters from Steven Universe... Uh, LeBron James just joined the game... Um, and just uh, have them duke it out Super Smash Brothers style... So I said that I was part of the closed beta... So the way you got into that was go on their website make an account and uh, link your twitch and some other things to it if you would like and you had to get a twitch drop so the way you did this was watch quote-unquote watch um, somebody play the game on twitch for an hour and then you get your drop code and that uh, signs you up for the closed beta so and I have to say the game's pretty fun. Um, the way, like in it, it, you can do one-on-one, you can do team battles, you can do um, team versus uh, like player and player versus two other players, or you could do uh, you and another player against bots, um, AI characters, things like that. And then the when you play with these characters, the characters themselves level up. And you can equip these little badges and things like that to give you boosts, things like that. It, it's fun. Um, yeah, it, it, the characters will say things to each other. Um, there are moves you can do to help your team out. There are, you know, of course, offensive moves. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty fun. Um, definitely check it out. The game is free. So, I mean, you can buy things. Um Like, you can get the Founders Bundle, which will uh, unlock the characters. Oh, that's another thing, is you only get a certain number of characters starting out, but then when you play, you earn um, in-game currency, and you use that. There's two different kinds of in-game currency, of course. There's the free currency, and then there's premium currency, but uh, regardless, you use it to unlock other characters. So... I know I've unlocked at least one character. I unlocked Superman. Um, I think my next character that I'm gonna unlock is either gonna be Arya Stark, or, uh, maybe Velma. Probably Arya, though. Um, but when you do, you, like, one, the first character you unlock by doing the tutorial is Wonder Woman. And she's pretty badass, of course. Um... So yeah, I think the game's fun, and I will uh, definitely keep playing it uh, here and there. Um, The other games I wanted to talk about is Resident Evil, um, specifically Resident Evil's 1 and 4. So my birthday was a couple weeks ago, uh, July 17th, and my wife decided to surprise me by getting me a $20 um, Nintendo cart. So I've talked about this on Nintendo, um, but there was a big Resident Evil sale going on. I think they had it going on on the Xbox too. Um, but there's a little bit of a different lineup as far as what they have available on the two different systems. And so I asked uh, Kelsey KDB which games he would recommend that I check out. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Mr. KDB also is part of a Resident Evil podcast called First Aid Spray. And, um, you know, I also recently watched the Netflix series that they just released. Um, Go check out First Aid Spray for their breakdown of episode one through four. And uh, they've got another episode coming out here um, talking about episodes five through eight um, I don't really know much about the Resident Evil series I mean I, I do know a little bit about it I know that there are um, for the lack of a better word zombies that are being created by this virus that got loose called the T virus and that was really about it I know the names Leon Kennedy you know Joe Valentine Chris Redfield you know people like that. I know some of the names, um, but I didn't really know much other than that. So I asked him which games he would recommend that I play. Um, <laughs> I mentioned this also on Nintendo. my experiences with the, my pretty much my the only experience that I have playing Resident Evil was I was at a cousin's house eons ago, and they had a PS1, because I'm pretty sure that was the current system at the time. And I went through the games and I was like, oh, you know, Resident Evil. You know, this is pretty popular. Let's check it out. Um, I think it was specifically Resident Evil 2 that they had. And they start you out. I started a new game. They start you out right in this alleyway outside of a building. And it's, like, feet away from a zombie. So you start the game, you immediately get eaten. So I'm like, all right, that was fun. What else you got? Um, and then a few years later I was in college and I had a Nintendo 64 emulator on my computer and I played it again, did a little bit better, um, but that was really all of the experience that I had playing those games. So um, he's much more versed in the series than I am, I'm pretty sure he's played every one that's existed so i asked him which ones he would recommend and he said based on the ones that they had available like he really thought i should play two um but that's not on the switch i don't think number three is either that's another one that i was kind of curious about but um he said pretty much any of the you know out of you know being somebody that's pretty new to the series check out the first one for sure and check out number four so those are the two that i got um And, you know, the $20 basically covered both of those um, because of the sale, which I think ends in a few days. So I've been playing, I played a lot of the first one, um, died several times starting out, of course. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that first zombie that you see in the hallway, um, chowing down, got me, and then I opened up the front door to the building because you start out in the woods and then you uh, run into the mansion. And I open up the door. You're being chased by Cerberuses. I didn't know they were called Cerberuses at first. I come to find that out later on. Um, d- zombified dogs, essentially. And um, yeah, I wasn't able to shoot the dog in time before it killed me, again also. But I started getting a little bit better uh, making my way through the mansion and the problem with this that I had that I ran into was that you have a very limited amount of inventory space and you're going around collecting these things that you use in different areas to access other areas of the mansion. Um, Like there you find a shield emblem, you need to find where the shield goes. Um, You find a diamond, like a blue diamond. And you got this goes in a specific area. I'm sure you guys all know more about the series than I do. Um, I'm usually late to the game with a lot of things, but um, I'm just telling you my experience here. Um, I also found a green arrowhead that apparently goes somewhere. I, I The problem is I don't know where these things go, and I'm now out of ammo, and uh, I found more ammo, but I don't have the inventory space for it. <laughs> So, I um, have since also started playing a little bit of um, Resident Evil 4. Um, Some of the other ones that they have on the Switch, like 5 and 6, um, I can't remember if 7 is on there or not, but um, they have uh, motion controls that you can use to aim. I'm not sure if that's the case with 4 or not, I need to check that out. Um, because I'm, I'm doing fairly well, like I, I, the, you start out once again in the woods and you're trying to find this, uh, girl named Ashley and you are making your way to this, uh, village called, I think it's called Pueblo, uh, Puebla, something like that. Um, I'm sure you guys are screaming at me right now for not getting it correct, but you know, whatever. And um, I come across this You know, you go to the first cabin You gotta kill this guy Because he attacks you And it turns out he wasn't You know, zombified Because I think at this point The the zombies are a little bit more intelligent They're communicating um, They're speaking Spanish to each other And um, so I found pistol ammo Some healing herbs And uh, money And making my way to the main village. But the problem is I keep getting my head lopped. Like you you go to this village. And it's a bunch of zombies there. And they're speaking Spanish to each other. And you get into this other building. Well they're now smart enough to like climb a ladder. And there's one that's operating a chainsaw. And uh, I keep getting my head lopped off by the guy with the chainsaw before I can kill him. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I guess I just need to figure out how to aim better or faster because that's the the problem that I'm kind of running into with that game is, uh, being able to aim because like you use the left stick to move and you kind of use the right stick to aim a little bit, but it doesn't help you, uh, with your direction when you're moving. It's specifically for aiming so I, I need to look in to see if maybe there's also gyroscopic controls with the switch for this um, yeah I don't know that, that's just uh, that's just what I've been playing lately. Um, that's really about it of course there's also fallout and uh, yeah let's uh, that's that's about it for right now. let's get into what today's topic is and that is the Intergram period all right guys so let's talk about the internegum i i don't know if i pronounced that right interregnum that's i think i think that's how you uh, pronounce it here but it's the period as i mentioned the period of the second era uh, during the f- in between the fall of the second empire and the proclamation of the third empire by Tiber Septim. So it began when the last of the Akaviri potentates, Severian Troc, Severian, um, and all of his heirs were murdered in second era 430. So, as I mentioned, a lot of this uh, this takes this is what's going on during the events of ESO. Um, which is why we can get things like, uh, Cyrodiil and the, you know, the, the, the three banners wars, what's going on is one of the things that's going on, but it's not the only thing. So, um, (laughs) spoilers for ESO. you actually get to meet one of the, uh, emperors during this time, um, Faron Aquilarius. So, um. Yeah, there, there's kind of it, it's kind of a, a chaotic time in Tamriel. There's all these wars going on. And, you know, there's no. There there are emperors of Cyrodiil, but it's kind of a free for all during this time. So uh, basically, there was a collapse of central authority, led to, and it led to five centuries of bickering between racial alliances, small kingdoms, and petty states. So Tamriel's provinces reasserted their independence, and the remnants of the Second Empire uh, survived as the Empire of Cyrodiil, and it was confined to Cyrodiil at this point. So there's, uh, time was also marked by a general, a general decline in the living standards across Tamriel, there's a note in one tale from the era that goes so far to say that the prevailing attitude was one of anti-intellectualism, which basically meant everybody wanted to be stupid. So another source talks of the dark and uh, cumulative losses of the period, And, and a third person says that the period was as days and nights of blood and venom there's another uh, further sign of intellectual decline and this was the transformation of the dwemer popular uh, in popular culture from a mysterious and unfathomable race to a mere vehicle for white comedies and romances uh, the dwarves were a very in- uh, you know intelligent species i mean just look at all the shit that they created that's scattered across tamriel um the automatrons the the ruins just think about what those places were like when they were up and running and not just you know left to rot but um also the the roads and the cities fell into ruin and were not repaired until centuries later. Uh, the Amulet of Kings was lost during this time. Um, some regions and organizations found the period full of opportunities, but services of the Dark Brotherhood were much more in demand during this time, uh, as you can tell, despite the fact that the Emperor and all his heirs were murdered during this time. So, um, the Society of the Dark Brotherhood was filled with gold during that time. A lot of people putting hits on others. So, I mentioned that this was the time of the Three Banners War. Um, We'll talk about that in a separate episode, but just, yeah, the, the Three Banners War was a war between the Aldmeri Dominion, the Daggerfall Covenant, and the Ebenhart Pact, and it was basically over who's the rightful heir, like heir to the throne. Um, that we'll talk about. Like I said, we'll talk about the Three Banners War in depth in a future episode. I'm trying to work out the kinks for that, um, but there were people who were kind of figurehead leaders uh, during this time, I mentioned Varon Aquilarius he is a big part in the uh, Moag Ball part of the story but he is a former emperor and he led an uprising against Emperor Leovic and uh, his grandson Duracol Dura Dur Korok I think that's how you pronounce that That's an interesting word um, Daedra worship was legalized during this time And um, Varen Verenacular- Aquilarius was uh, definitely against that So kind Aquilarius of, He kind of reinvigorated The Five Companions and they were out to find the uh, amulet of kings which i mentioned was lost during this time and secretly Varyn feared that his reign would be short-lived because he wasn't a dragonborn that was always a staple for the emperor of tamriel is that you know because you know there's the whole uh, pact with ak akatosh um, and that was the sign of the Emperor was that one of, the, one of the signs of the Emperor was that the Emperor was a dragonborn and Varen was not so he was convinced by the Altmer uh, specifically Manimarco that the Amulet of Kings could be used to gain Akatosh's favor since it was imbued with dragon blood and Varen trusted and Marco. He was a member of the five companions and he was kind of considered a brother among them. Um, that was like the five companions was more or less a family in itself. So Varen thought that he could trust Manamarco at his word. Unfortunately, Marco proved to be untrustworthy and you get you see all this happen in ESO during like flashbacks, but the whole thing was Mana Marco is out for himself, and Mana Marco broke Alessia's covenant, uh, you know, by or he helped Varen break the covenant with Akatosh. Uh, by trusting Mana Marco at his word, however, Mana Marco was secretly, he had a pact with Molag Ball to help uh, bring on the plane meld. And <laughs> we all know what happens after that, for those of you who've played ESO. Um, that leads to Molag Ball attempting to merge Tamriel with Cold Harbor. Uh during this time. So in a sense, Varen Aquilaris kinda becomes disgraced um because he helped bring on the plane meld, even though it was completely unintentional. So he seeks to correct his mistake, and this leads us to the events of uh YSO. So Um during this time, Varen uh, was married to Clivia Tharn. Um, if you play the main quest line in ESO, you'll encounter her also. Um, she is the daughter to Abner Tharn. Um, so, yeah, uh, just uh, I'm going to keep uh, quit giving you guys spoilers for ESO, but it's a big part of the story here. So, like I said, um, there's also This also goes into the Three Banners War. Um, we'll talk about that another time, as I keep mentioning. But, yeah, like I said, it's just a, a time of chaos. Part of the whole goal of... Well, basically, the entire goal of the Three Banners War was to determine who is going to sit on the throne... And end this period of chaos. So, I mentioned that yes, there's the Three Banners War, but um, which also deals with the events in Cyrodiil and ESO. So, um, there's the Ally Wars, where you're essentially fighting against members of the other. Um, Divisions of the Three Banners War. So, based on your race, unless you have the any race, any alliance thing going on, it'll put you in whatever alliance um, that is determined by your race. So, um, regardless, uh, you know, so that is who you are fighting for in the Alliance War. And the Alliance War. Um, Part of the game um, Is how you Can become You yourself can become emperor In the game So yeah I I don't really deal in the alliance war Very much But it is worth playing a little bit And this is the Cyrodiil uh, Campaign part Of the uh, PvP Thing So um, there are some things To becoming emperor in the game it's it's not an easy task uh to become emperor in ESO so um but there are here, let's talk about uh, becoming emperor in the game so you get a brand new skill line you get a, a specific costume or outfit in the game and then you get enhanced powers so, um, yeah, there is, there is a specific skill line when you become Emperor, so... You got some active and some passive, uh... Or you get some passive abilities, I guess, so... Um, it does... The article that I'm looking at doesn't really go into specifics with those. But then you also get an Emperor costume uh, that you can run around in and show off that you've become Emperor in the game. And then, um... There are some... um, Yeah, the the skill line has to deal with the passives. Uh, But there are some powers also. Um, So you do more damage um, and increased stats. So... um, (laughs) It seems fun. Um, So what you do to become Emperor and uh, ESO is you... Your alliance must capture and hold all six keeps around the Imperial City, and you have to have the top-ranking player for your alliance uh, during this campaign. So, it, again, it's not an easy task. Um, I do know somebody who's done it a couple of times, but um, the cool thing is, is that once you uh, you get or you 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 don't you probably won't keep the title for very long, but you still keep the skill line and the enhanced powers um, when you become or when you lose the title. So, um, you, yeah, you won't lose. You won't. Uh, it says you won't lose the title. Um, the emperor will simply respawn, but it is again it's just another um uh, indicator of just how crazy this time period was in the history of Tamrail just the fact that somebody can become <laughs> emperor for like an hour um and whether or not that does reflect that's reflected in the his in the real quote unquote real world Tamrail not so much in game um who knows? But it is just a, a another indicator of just how tumultuous this time period was. And then in comes Tiber Septim to quote-unquote clean up the mess. And we will get into that in the next episode. I know I've talked about uh, Tiber Septim quite a bit on the show. I did an, a Talos episode. But um, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of just how he uh, established the Third Empire. So that is it for this episode. I hope um, you got some good stuff out of this episode. Like I said, I will dedicate an episode on the Three Banners War because uh, there's a lot there. And apparently, High Isle introduced more into that, uh, that chapter of Tamrail. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I'd like to thank The Hive, as always, for sponsoring this podcast. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me. At Ian Gold08, and you can find the show at Tameralek P on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I mentioned uh, Mr. KDB earlier, um, he is definitely, uh, definitely uh, helps. He actually uh, gave me an idea for some things I can do in the future. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the show reached 10,000 listens recently so I would like to do an episode um, to celebrate for that so um, if you uh, would like to join me on the show for that episode uh, drop me a DM on some sort of social media platform whether Twitter or Instagram uh, Discord um, yeah you can find me on Discord too I'm sure if you <laughs> wanted to you probably already have um, but also if you, if you don't want to actually join me on the show But you have a question that you would like to ask Yeah, let me know um, We will address all those If and when we get enough uh, material for that So, yeah, if you want, wanted to join the show But uh, never have Or, you know, just let me know And, uh, yeah, I'd like to do some sort of celebration episode Um, also um, yeah like I said next step we're going to be talking about the third empire but um, probably once we're done with this series I was thinking about going through each guild I think I mentioned that on the show but I'm also going to kind of incorporate here and there some retrospectives on the games um, starting with arena so kind of take a look back at the different games what led to them like some trivia about the games my um interactions with these games i think it'll be cool um so yeah that's another uh thing that's going to be coming up here on the show so anyway um that is really it as far as this show. If you could do me a solid um, a favor and leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would really help. Um, I know I mentioned this quite a bit, but it really does help get eyes and ears on the show. And again, if you leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it out. I also almost forgot to mention that you can also find me on the Nintendo podcast. We are going through the different incarnations of the handheld uh, Nintendo consoles. So we just did an episode on the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Advance SP and here in the next week or two I'm going to be doing an episode on the OG uh, Nintendo DS. So definitely check that out. Um, I'm also on Tapes from the Waste, the Fallout podcast I do with KDB, who I mentioned earlier. So, we recently did an episode on the Railway Rifle and I know we're still wanting to do a retrospective on Fallout New Vegas. I think I'm also going to be doing a mini-sode on the Tesla Rifle. So, um, yeah, and if if you uh, follow the show... Uh, this show on um, Twitter and Instagram. I recently posted uh, some merch that I uh, found. Some of uh, I found some uh, merch recently, but I uh, put up a couple of shelves to uh, kind of display this. So I recently got a Funko Pop. Uh, I got this on my birthday of um, uh, f- a Fallout 76 Mole Miner. Well, I picked up a Funko Pop of an ESO character, uh, Naryu, Naryu, uh, who you find in the Morrowind DLC. But I also... (laughs) This is really weird. I don't know... uh, Talk uh, strange happenings. So, I was outside walking my dog, and I saw some crap on the ground. Not literal crap, but I was outside walking my dog, and I saw some a pile of stuff on the ground. And I didn't really think of anything of it. Um, one of the items I thought kind of looked a little bit like a screwdriver, but I wasn't quite sure. And I go back outside the next day, and all this stuff was still there. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a look at it. And once I got closer, I realized that these were little um, Fallout 76 weapons. So... And one of them was still in the box. I think somebody got a loot crate or something and didn't want some of this stuff. There was also a hat, but I'm not much of a hat guy, so I didn't pick the hat up. But there was a a Tesla rifle, a plasma rifle, a shish kebab, and the one that was in the box was a Fat Man. So a Fat Man's a mini nuke launcher for those of you who don't know your Fallout. So um, I don't know who left those stuff there, but um, the hat was still there several days later, so I don't think anybody was going to pick this stuff up. Now, I did wipe this stuff down with a bleach uh, cloth, so like a, a Clorox wipe, so <laughs> just in case, but I thought it was pretty cool. So anyway, um, yeah, that that's really about it for this episode, so... Um, yeah, no, like I said, next up we're going to be talking about Tiber Septum and the formation of the Third Empire. And um, actually, maybe I can do a retrospective. Um, like I, I said, I was going to do a retrospective on Arena first. But you know what? Once we get to the Third Era, why don't we revisit Oblivion? I know I kind of did a mini series early on in the show about. Uh, different aspects of oblivion but why don't we start the retrospective episodes with oblivion after we do the third empire and so yeah that that sounds like a good idea here i am planning the show on the show but so until then as always stay safe adventurers